0: Okay, it's going to be a short one this week, everyone, but I'm going to make it up to you. I've got a gift to give you this week, so stick around to the end uh, for that gift. All right, music man. You know what to do. Chris Newpower, your host of the Living in the Middle podcast, and let's get rolling with episode thirty-six, dated July fifth, twenty twenty-three. So I've told you I'm that middle child raised in a middle-class neighborhood in the middle of the country, and well, that's how I came to be living in the middle most days, ever vigilant and avoiding the extremes. Hey, thanks for uh, thanks for sharing the podcast. That's what we love about you guys, and. Um, I'm sitting here right now. This is actually July 4th that I'm recording. Um, I'm recording from my deck at the cabin. So there's, there's not nearly as much activity that, uh, that we had all weekend, but I think most people have gone home here on Tuesday, July 4th. Uh, the lake is quieter, but I do have some boats and jet skis and every once in a while, a, uh, an airplane that comes over by. So, uh, I'm going to apologize in advance, uh, if we get any background noise, from uh from some of the lake activity but uh, I'm going to give it a shot and see if we can't make this work. Okay. So this is July uh this is the July 5th episode and and um and I am outside it's a beautiful beautiful day up at the cabin. It's a little overcast but uh beat sitting at home in the air conditioning. Um we just had all of our cabin guests boogie out of town today um and head back home. We we had a good we had a good pretty good solid holiday weekend we had a mix of friends and family here and and the weather was absolutely perfect i it a lot of pontoon time uh lots of sun if i think about yesterday which would have been july 3rd um 85 degrees a little bit of a breeze bright sun it really couldn't have been a more perfect independence holiday uh day on the lake so um pretty good times up at the cabin my granddaughter was here uh the only uh only grandchild we have um she's uh she's just over two years old and she's (laughs) she still doesn't like me (laughs) it's it's getting a little bit better each time i see her I, i think maybe i intimidate her a little bit but um It's getting a little bit better every time I see her. She won't let me pick her up. Um, She won't sit on my lap while I drive the pontoon. And whenever I ask her a question, it's almost as if before the question is over, I get her favorite answer. And her favorite answer is just, no. (laughs) She's constantly telling me no. Quinn, do you want to go on Grandpa's boat? No. Quinn, can I pick you up? No. (laughs) Quinn, do you want to come with me? No. (laughs) So... Um, at least this weekend I was, uh, you know, I was able to get her to smile a few times. So that's, uh, that's progress, I guess. I'll keep working on her. She'll, uh, she'll come around eventually. Uh, like I said, she's, she's warming up, but it's, it might take another year or maybe two, but we'll get there. Um, on an interesting note, uh, or on a fun note, we've also, uh, we've been on a pull tab heater since our arrival, uh, on Thursday afternoon. So on Thursday we uh we had to do a, a local, you know, I like to call them up north bars and we clipped a $500 winner. Uh the bar is called the Pickle. Uh it's it's um how do I describe it? It's a we they call it a muni which means it's owned by the city and uh a municipal and it's it's a favorite spot many of the local uh many of the locals and the cabin goers hang out there. So um the $500 was one uh, and what we call the pig races. Now, now try to follow me here. I'm gonna I'm gonna describe what the pig races are. Here's how it works. So, um, during happy hour, they come around and they sell pull tabs. They have sellers that actually walk through the bar. They've got aprons on, and they these are not the normal pull tabs that you would buy uh, at the pull tab box. Uh, these are these people actually roam the room. And you buy a stack of pull tabs from the ladies, and they only sell a certain amount. And I, you know, as if if I look around and I watch people, I think most people are throwing in twenty dollars or forty dollars at a time. And the object is, is that when you open them, the pull tabs are a dollar piece, right? So you're getting maybe like I put in forty bucks, so you get forty tickets, and and when you open them, you're you're looking for a pig number, right? Where and not like traditional pull tabs where you get a red line and it might say 20 bucks or 50 bucks or 100 bucks, you open it up and you're looking for a picture of an animated pig with a number Uh, because after they sell out, it takes about 15, 20 minutes to sell out, they're going to run a race of 15 animated pigs on the TV screen in the bar. And if you get a pig and your pig wins the race, you win the pot for that race. They typically run, I don't know, three or four races, maybe five races um, for the happy hour crowd. It's a pretty popular happy hour activity. Everybody is uh, whipping their money out. Uh, people are standing in line with these sellers trying to get their pig race tickets. Um, so it's it doesn't take long for them to, <laughs> to sell the tickets. And uh, Well, we didn't win in the first three pig races. I think one of the races, we didn't even get a pig, right? So when you open up your tickets... There's a chance you don't even get a winning pig or or a pig, so and one of the races we didn't, but um, but it's uh, they ended up they ended up uh, well they end the happy hour after the pig races they run uh, an actual horse race, so it's the same thing, it's animated horses, and that's the last one and that's the big winner of the night or the happy hour and and so we bought forty tickets again and this time around we actually got a horse. Uh, as we opened up our forty tickets, and and we got a horse number seven, and son of a gun, the seven horse won. Hit it hit, and it won the race on the on the TV screen, and and that's a five hundred dollar winner for our new group or for our group, and uh, so we, we split the five hundred uh, amongst our group, which you normally do, and of course one of the people, one of the people in our group was my mother in law, <laughs> and holy cow, was she excited. So after we divided it up and you tipped the sellers, uh, we, we each pocketed, um, $120 and she took that $120 and summarily stuffed it in her purse and then looks at my wife and says, don't you dare tell dad. <laughs> so she, uh, she pocketed $120 in her purse and, and, uh, my father-in-law wasn't with us for this, um. He, uh, he's actually up in Canada right now fishing with uh, his cousin and a buddy. So, um, he's, he's unaware of the $120 winner. So we, we had a, we had a good, uh, we had a good laugh about that. And the, uh, the next day we stopped at a local bar and restaurant on the lake, pretty popular. We've got about four or five bars, restaurants on our lake that you can stop at and good food. Uh, some of them sell pole tabs, some of them don't, um. But we we stopped. This would have been now, I think, on Sunday. Yeah, we stopped on Sunday at a local bar, and uh, when we sat down inside, I I pulled out a twenty dollar bill and said, "Hey, you know who who wants in for pull tabs?" Of course, everybody goes for their wallets right away, and my mother in law, without skipping a step, says, "This is a waste of money. You kids need to stop playing these stupid pull tabs things." you don't have the money for this type of stuff. <laughs> and then, and then without missing a beat, she grabs a $20 from her purse, a $20 bill, and, and gets in with the group. And we didn't win much on that first round. I think, I think, uh, four of us put in again, so that each put in a 20, that's $80. So we played a $2 box. that's 40 tickets. We opened up those 40 tickets and we just had a couple of playbacks. Uh, and, um, So I I went up and got the playbacks, and I gave the three or four playbacks. I can't remember how many, but it wasn't very many, three or four. Gave them to my mother-in-law to open, and she's shaking her head, just shaking her head, and with a bitter voice mumbles, what a waste of money. (laughs) Wouldn't you know it? On her last playback, boom, she hits another $500 winner. (laughs) So this uh this is no longer a data point it's now a trend uh we're definitely on a heater right back to back pull tab days and back to back $500 winners well you should have seen her her face light up we actually have a photograph of it her her holding the uh the $500 winner and a huge smile and and after cashing it in i went up and cashed it in and and splitting up the money amongst the group i handed her another $100 crisp $100 bill that was her that was her take for this this round. She was all giggles, right? So we had $120 the day before, or a couple days before, and then we had the $100 on this day that she's now putting in her purse and, and that's when I asked her. I said, "Are we uh are we not telling Dave about this one either?" <laughs> Dave is my father-in-law. And she she immediately took on a very serious look on her face and she blurts out, "No." <laughs> we're not saying a word we don't need to talk about it okay all righty then so we uh we actually went out on the pontoon the next day which would have been uh uh monday july 3rd and and we stopped at the same bar restaurant uh the next day and and managed to play pull tabs again and this time my mother-in-law wasn't with us she uh she stayed back at the cabin for the day she she didn't need any more sun and so three of us guys opened up a, a few. I think we hit a hundred and hundred and fifty, and so we put a little more cash into our pockets. So it was it was a good run. It was a good run for the holiday weekend. Those those pull tab heaters they they don't come around very often, but when they do come around, you got to be present and you got to be committed and you got to be with a willing group of participants because you got to ride that wave. So so we're going home a little fatter in the wallet uh, from, uh, from the 4th of July holidays. Okay. Just to, uh, just to shift gears here for a little bit. Uh, I, I've talked about this in recent episodes, but we've got our first wedding in our family coming up in 11 days. Um, our son Wyatt's getting married and, and, uh, this one's an out of town wedding for us. Um, he and his, uh, fiancee, they uh, they met in college, and they both went to the University of Connecticut, and that's where she is from, and she's from Connecticut. And so the wedding is going to be out there. Her hometown is called Glastonbury, Connecticut. Um, and the wedding is, uh, like I said, 11 days away. It's on uh, July 15th. Um, we've got a pretty strong contingent traveling out there um, from Minnesota and Wisconsin. But, of course, one of the big worries among the men involved, especially the men in the wedding, is hoping our tuxedos fit <laughs> when we get out there. So we all got measured locally here in the Twin Cities. Uh way back in like I want to say it was like April or May. Uh might even been before that. Um doing the typical men's warehouse uh national chain getting measured. And then they actually um provide the the tuxedo in connecticut right we don't pick it up here in the twin cities and travel with it it's actually the measurements are communicated to that store out there and so when we travel out there the first thing we got to do is head to the tuxedo store and and strap these things on and and make sure none of us got uh none of us got fatter over the summer or uh, or or something you know we have to discover if something doesn't fit so um so we're a little bit worried about that. <laughs> we don't want any catastrophic tuxedo stories. Um but my wife and I are going to head out there on the, on the Wednesday of the wedding week and then uh, the rest of our fam will um will head out that Thursday. Hey, here's something really cool. So my son's soon to be father-in-law, his name is also Dave. When Dave's not at his day job, he's actually the lead singer in an 80s rock band and i've been kind of giving them jabs over the last year about hey you know when we come out there uh, i want to see you guys play i've never seen them play uh our son white goes to his gigs all the time but i said i i'd love to see you play And he's like yeah that's gonna be tough you know it's wedding week um he said it's it's hard to get gigs scheduled he said we're not really playing that many times together anymore we're only playing a couple of times a year and he goes. That's probably going to be really hard to pull off. And that, this was a conversation kind of from last year, and and I kind of forgot about it. Well, uh, a few weeks ago on Father's Day, uh, my son tells me, "Hey, he says you got your wish." He said Dave's band, it, Dave's band, is going to play a concert for the everybody that's traveled out there for the uh, wedding, and he's going to play Thursday night uh, before. The wedding's on Saturday, but they're going to play a gig in their backyard. He said, I talked to him about it, and uh, he said he's already called the police <laughs> to let them know they're going to play from 7 to 9 p.m., and and uh, I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, it's actually my birthday, the day they're going to be playing uh, the gig, so um, really, really super looking forward to that, uh, and then, the next day will be the the groom's dinner and the dinner and then the next day will be the the wedding and the big party after and so it's going to be a, a fun-filled week that'll be July 13, 14, 15. So I don't know I don't know how I'm going to pull off the web, uh, the uh, podcast over the next couple of weeks. I'm going to try to have to slide them in somewhere uh, cuz we're going to be we're going to be on the road traveling, so uh, we'll figure it out. Um, all right. So when I started the, um, the podcast, I told you I'm, I'm going to cut this episode short today for a reason. Number one, it's as I record, this is actually the 4th of July today. Um, and, and I don't have a lot of time, so we're, we're going to head into town here. My wife and I were the, the last two back here at the cabin. We're going to stay tonight and head home tomorrow, but we're going to, we're going to head in and get some, uh, food and drinks here in a little bit. She's just wrapping up cleaning the cabin and, and, uh. We might even take a run at the pull tab booth again. I'm, I'm hoping they're open here on July 4th. Uh, I would think they would be, but um, we're going to head over and check them out and uh, and see what's shaking over there. Now, before I cut this episode off, I wanna, I want to do something for you, for you all. I'm going to give you a gift. It's not going to cost you a nickel. I just have one stipulation. You have to accept this gift. Okay, promise me you'll accept this gift. Promise me. All right, good. Now, I need you right now to go grab a piece of paper and a pen. You're going to need it. Um, I'll I'll even wait, right? I'll even wait for you to go grab the paper and the pen. Go ahead. Go grab it right now. I can wait. Come on, grab that paper. Oh, I got a boat going by here. I don't know if a jet ski, if you can hear it. All right. So I need you to grab that pen, and I need you to write this down. I want you to write, The Way I Heard It. And then next to that, write down the words, Episode 328, Johnny Joey Jones is unbroken. Okay, so write down The Way I Heard It. That's the name of a podcast, by the way. Then write down episode 328, Johnny Joey Jones is unbroken. So here's the gift. This is an extremely, extremely impressive human being. So the podcast, uh, the way I heard it is Mike Rose podcast. He's the guy from Dirty Jobs. And he has guests on. And he has this guy on. His name is Johnny Joey Jones. Um, it will be the most compelling podcast episode you have listened to all year. My son, I turned my son wide onto this podcast, I don't know, six months, eight months ago, something like that. And and he called me the other day and he said, Dad, have you listened to the to the latest uh, episode from the way I heard it? Have you listened to it yet? And it it had dropped and I said, No. I hadn't. Uh, I was saving it for my drive up to the cabin on the holiday week for the holiday weekend, right? So I, I actually ended up listening to it last Thursday on my way up. He said, Dad, I think that's the best podcast episode I have ever listened to. He said, what an incredible human being. And that's tall praise because I know, I know he listens to a lot of different podcast episodes. Um, so I did. I listened to it this past Thursday on my drive up, and holy cow. I'm not going to spoil it for you, um, but I, I will give you a glimpse into the episode so this guy, Johnny Joey Jones, joins the military, Marines, and he's an explosives uh, detonation guy, which means his job was to go around and find roadside bombs and uh, disable them before they would blow up uh, any of our troops. And through a really no mistake of his own, he got both of his legs blown off, and he's He survived uh he's now back in the united states and living his life and raising his family and but the outlook this guy has on life is unbelievably incredible my 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 usually boring and monotonous drive up to the cabin it just it flew by and so now i want to share this gift with all of you write it down the way i heard it podcast And that's episode number 328, Johnny Joey Jones' is Unbroken. Now go to Google, type that uh, the way I heard it into Google. It'll come up, and when you open it, episode 328, um, you won't regret it. It's uh, super impressive. I think I was just thinking about it today. I just listened to it last Thursday. I think I might even go back and listen to it again for the drive home because there's so many things he talks about in there that i kind of want to re-listen to it's kind of like rereading a book you know i'm not a big book reader but i know a lot of people will reread books sometimes um it's uh it's that good okay well um that's it for this week i know it's an abbreviated episode from up north at the cabin and sitting lakeside here on my deck and uh but an abbreviate it was an abbreviated episode with a gift. Soak that gift in. Do yourself a favor and, and happy Independence Day, everyone. Oh, 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 uh one final question for you. Um we we went over this. Um I went over something at the fire pit this weekend. I asked my family a simple question. I said, What is Independence Day? What happened? And why? And what year? The answers that came back were pretty entertaining because <laughs> most of them didn't have it, uh, it it completely right. Ask your circle of friends and family and see what you get back. Uh, you'll be amazed. Uh, one of my neighbor ladies, she blurted out, well, didn't that happen in 1778? No, <laughs> no, it sure didn't. Um, you'll be amazed at uh, at a lot of what uh, what people really don't know. Um, they don't know the actual facts of Independence Day. so. All right, now I'm going to cut it short. And uh, If you want to email the show, send it to livingmiddlepod at gmail.com, Livingmiddlepod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Middle. And this is the Living in the Middle podcast, and I'll end it here. But what I always say, hey, Mom, I miss our kitchen table talks. And for the rest of you, come join me here in the middle. More peaceful, and peace out.